0: welcome to the mission mill spouse podcast the longest running podcast of its kind carrying on the 18-year legacy of army wife talk radio we have now expanded our community to include all military spouses of all branches and all components we are so glad you're here thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses to conquer adversity foster confidence and thrive in this military life now here are your podcast hosts your mission mill spouse command team
1: Hello,
2: listeners. Welcome to Mission Mill Spouse. This is a mini podcast, and I'm your host today, Amy Fisher, and I have a very special guest, my daughter, Mercy. Say hi. Hi. And this episode is called Mill Teens Word on the Street. It's basically a podcast where we're going to deep dive a little bit into the lives of military teens and talk about some of their unique challenges and even some of the great things that they love about being a military teen today. So thank you for joining us. We look forward to sharing some thoughts with you and to actually getting some real-time feedback from teens on the street. So here we go. Welcome, Mercy. Thank you so much for
1: joining us today. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here.
2: Awesome. Well, we are glad to have you. And if there's any other military teens listening, welcome to Mission Mill Spouse. I know that we gear a lot of things towards the military spouses, but we talk a lot about you guys too. I know, Mercy, we talk about your life as a military teen all the time. So I'm looking forward to sharing some thoughts today from, from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So that's okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to jump right in. We've been chatting with some incredibly cool military teens. We asked them a few questions about their experiences and mercy, just so you're tracking the first thing that we asked them was what was one of the hardest things about being a military kid Uh ready? So we'll hear what they have to say. Yeah. Also on a quick side note, you're going to have to excuse some of the audio. I was literally pulling teens aside after chapel and saying, do you mind answering a couple of questions for me? Come over here. And it was a little noisy in places. And I talked really fast in a few places. I don't know why I got nervous all of a sudden, but for some reason, um, it was me that was nervous more than them. So there's three teens that I interviewed and their names are Allison, Caleb and Alex And then I also have some audio that was sent to me by another military member where their two teens volunteered to answer some questions. So their dad asked them, and that was Nathan and Allie. So I really appreciate these guys for giving me the time and their thoughts. All right. So here we go. All right. I'm here with a military teen, Katie, and she is how old? 17 17 years old. And we're going to throw her on the spot. This is Militeen on the street. Got a quick question for you, Katie. What is your least favorite thing about me a military kid?
1: Moving around all the time. Um, Absolutely. It can be a little hard to make friends at every new place, so it can be a little lonely. But once you get yourself out there, it can be nice.
2: All right. Bless her heart. She didn't even correct me. I just want to mention that that again was Alex, not Katie. And for some reason, I was so nervous about not making her nervous then I got her name wrong and called her by her sister's name.
1: All right. name's Caleb Scott. My age is 21. The least favorite part about being a military teen is probably the constant moving, having to constantly leave people behind.
2: And next up is Allison, and she is 15.
3: This challenge is definitely moving because, like, it's, you get to meet people and then, like, grow close to people, but then... Like, by the time you go close to them, it's been three or four years, and then it's time to move again. So then you do make lasting friendships, but then it becomes a long-distance friendship, and that's a hard thing, is the inconsistency of life, of you don't know what's going to happen next or where you're going to go next until, like, until it happens.
0: I am Nathan,
1: and I am
3: 15 years old.
1: I'm Allison, and I'm 13 years old. I think the toughest part is keeping in touch with all the friends you've made. The hardest part is also moving around because it can be stressful and it can be often and also leaving the friends you made and making new friends is hard for me.
2: Wow, that was interesting hearing from those those teenagers and I know I feel like you can relate just seeing yeah. your face
1: to those. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts on what they shared about that? Well, I think it's really interesting that they all say, moving is the hardest part, but it really shows that like, we are all going through the same thing and moving really is one of the hardest parts. But one thing you can always remember is when there's so many different military families, all these military kids, we all go through the same thing. And so you can easily be friends with them because they know what you're going through.
2: That's true. That's actually a really good point. And like, I didn't even mention earlier, you just turned 14. Yes. So you're my youngest. How many times have you moved?
1: Probably like nine or 10 times, I think. Yeah.
2: At least. Right. And so it's been a lot. You have that, right? (laughs) But it's interesting that you said that you all are going through this together, together. Like we, we push at Mission Middle Spouse. I know that you hear me talk about this, but we push community all the time. Yeah. And so I think it's so neat to hear that you guys have community as well. It's not just Mm -hmm. the parents. Like we have to really be um, aware that you teens have your own community as well. So I love that. All right, I'll tell you what, let's go back and hear from our friends about the positive side of being military kid. Yeah.
1: Moving around all the time, you get to see so many new things, you get to explore all types of stuff, and you get to meet so many different people, so many different backgrounds, cultures. It's amazing. It's been getting to see a lot of new things, getting to meet a lot of new people, get lots of new experiences it's provided me with a lot of opportunities
3: i love that i love the outlook the thing about being a military teen is i've met people from all over and like i've been able to go so many different places in my life that just i mean i've seen things that a lot of people like in their wildest dreams wouldn't even see and it's as a military teen i'm given the opportunity to go all those places and i love traveling nice and what's your favorite spot so far that you've gotten to see um, my favorite spot that I've gotten to see was we lived in, um, in Georgia and I got to go to Savannah so much and being able to see all the history of that place. So Savannah, Georgia is probably my favorite. What has been the best thing about being a military team? So I think it's moving around and seeing lots of new places and meeting
1: lots of new people. Yeah, you get to move around a lot of new places, a lot of new places to see. If you
2: go to that area, you can take multiple trips around there and experience new things. Okay. Thank goodness. I mean, I'm grateful personally that like these teenagers were awesome and they each had their own um, positive story to share. What did you think about that, Mercy?
1: I thought it was really nice to hear their positive perspectives. And I think one tip for sure would be to just kind of treat it almost like a new adventure instead of like a whole new move, because it makes it a lot easier, especially when the whole family is involved especially when the parents, you know, my mom, of course, has always showed us videos of the new state we're going to and all the things we can do so that we treat it kind of like a, a long vacation kind of thing. And we get more excited about it. We all get excited to have that new adventure. And, and yeah, I love that. And day. you're
2: right. I did. I, YouTube too, um, yeah. videos are my best friend. When when you guys were little, it was easy to pull out a map, but it's harder to get your age excited. So it at is. least I think, hey, we're in this as a family at least, and we're going to mm-hmm. do this together. And it is. An adventure.
1: I mean, it is, yeah. There's lots of things to see and, and places to go f- for every new state, you know. And we're not
2: super outdoorsy people, but we've we're tried <laughs> hikes and, and kayaking
1: and we've tried yeah, things in each sure. state.
2: So uh-huh. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that is great advice, and Mercy, and I thank you for bringing that up. Embracing change can seriously make a world of difference. Another tip that I would even share, and we'll share more later, but how to stay connected with loved ones too? Because every time we move, I feel like we either do a a drive through and get to see the grandparents, but we don't get to hit them all at once. So, yep. thanks to technology, don't forget, friends, we can video text call. We can do the what the Marco Polos and the hey, Snapchatting. Yeah. <laughs> um, get your teens to teach you all the things. Okay, I'm very grateful that my teens are patient enough to show me how to do the Snapchatting. But you know what I'm saying? Like, let's make use of this technology for good. Like toddlers will still love seeing their grandparents' faces as well as the teenagers. You've got to encourage them to make a few more phone calls, but it will
1: work. Okay. Um, Anything else about that? Well, talking about like staying connected, reaching out for support when you need it is crucial. And whenever it's from your family, friends, or even a counselor, don't hesitate to ask for help. I mean, we're all in this together. So you know, it's always
2: okay. Absolutely. And I'm grateful that you said that one as well, because reaching out is a sign of strength. Okay. I think Mm -hmm. it's one thing to pound on you teens about you're resilient, be resilient, be resilient, but that gets old. And that's not really fair to push that on you guys either. So Mm -hmm. we need to make space for you guys to know that life can just really stink sometimes and you might need some help. And you might need somebody other than your mom or -hmm. brother or sister to talk to. So if it is a counselor, a chaplain or something, we have resources that you guys can find. And and even talking to each other in a group chat or some of your fellow teens. Mm -hmm. So um, I think those are great, great things to share. Um, I think I would love to, the last question I asked the teenagers was, what were some tips that they have as well on these moves or how to reach out or how to put themselves out there? So we're going to hear from them one more time. Okay, Okay. How do you put yourself out there? How does that work for you?
1: Um, Going to church a lot helps. Just finding anything that you can where people get together, homeschool groups. Uh, Your family is probably very helpful, right? Yeah. Yeah? Awesome.
2: That you could offer fellow teens that are moving around, how to put themselves out there or how to survive this life,
1: what would you tell them? Uh, Just talk to anyone you can. Uh, go experience anything you can take advantage of whatever's there.
2: Well said. Thank you so much for your time today. And if you had one or two tips that you would offer to any other new military teens out there trying to survive in this military teen life, what would you say to them about either the moves or getting plugged in or putting yourself out there? What would you say?
3: Um, definitely put yourself out there. That's something that I, when I first moved here, I was so scared to put myself out there because I was scared that people were going to think I was weird Or, like, you know, just not normal. But putting yourself out there is, like, the only way to make friends and, like, not be lonely where you move. That's why even if you don't know people, like, just, like, have a community party. Like, invite everybody at, like, your church or, like, school. Just invite them all over. And that's, like, how you make those friendships. But definitely put yourself out there even if you're scared to because that's the only way to, like...
2: Do it. That is a great idea, and I appreciate your words of wisdom today. Thank you so much. How do you put yourself out there in making <laughs> friends, changing schools? I think you need to be like out there and proactively trying to make
1: friends and looking things looking for things to do and instead of just waiting for people to come and approach you. If there's like a youth group. On base or even off base, and you can join those. If you can play an instrument or sing, you can join a band or an orchestra. Or if you play a sport, you can join a team. And that's always fun. Or a club, even. What else would you add about being a military team? Not much. Just
3: that uh, you put yourself out there and try to have a positive outlook on what you're doing, where you're going, what people you meet, and so on.
2: Okay, I love it. I love that they were willing yeah. to share their thoughts and I know personally one is is a real introvert compared to the other two. So Mercy, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts cuz you kind of seem to be in the middle sometimes on this. But yeah. what did you think about those tips?
1: I thought they were great. I think it's definitely important to try to put yourself out there because I mean, you might think and even myself often think that people are going to think I'm weird or annoying if I go up and talk to them. But people are when I mean, we're all going through it, and especially at our age. And so I think you should just try to talk to anybody, just compliment their outfit or whatever, and try to put yourself out there in events. And I mean, like they've said, you know, church, school, sports, you know, just try to talk to anybody you can. And, you know, it'll, it'll definitely get easier once you start to meet more and more people. So being willing to even go to those events probably is another step. It is hard. Yeah. And I'm
2: curious because again, I'm going to put this out there. You're my third child. Yes. And (laughs) I know that you're, so you guys don't know my firstborn, but she was the big extrovert in the household that would go to everybody. And Mercy, I think you had sometimes that safety net of her coming up and just everybody talking because of of Rory. Mm -hmm. And so how has it been for you this time? Because you really are, you don't have that safety, safety net or that Mm -hmm. sister to walk in with. So what are, besides, I love the complimenting their outfit are other ways that, how do you walk up and just like say hello to a group?
1: It is really hard. And I think really, I mean, even if you're not necessarily talking to them, but just like sitting by somebody, even sitting across from them. I mean, I recently went to a paint night and I just sat next to a girl and we ended up talking a lot. And so I think it's great to just, even if you don't necessarily talk to them at first, Just sit by them. Just if they look over, smile, you know, so that they know that you're approachable too.
0: Because they can get
1: scared
2: too, you know? Oh, absolutely. And look, I'm going to mention this in the interview. The first couple of interviews, I was so fast because that sweet girl, Alex, when -hmm. I was talking to her, I got so nervous because I didn't want to embarrass her, these poor teenagers. I called her by her sister's name. I know. Okay. So, I mean, like, (laughs) bless her heart. She didn't even correct me. And that's so... For the teenagers that are listening, we get nervous too. So when you look over and an adult is smiling at you or looking awkward, those adults might just be like, oh, that girl looks so sweet. They would love to help you too. So don't be afraid to approach even another, like Mm -hmm. a fellow mom or somebody at church or a school teacher or a co-op leader, because, you know, these adults get just as nervous as you guys Mm -hmm. do, you know? And on that note, like, I'm going to ask your opinion on this too. A lot of kids these days walk around with this whole, um, I want to call it like the dark anxiety umbrella. Uh Right. And I knew now hear me. Moms and dads and middle spouses, I know that there are several people that really do struggle with anxiety. Like, that's a thing. I understand that they do. Sure. But I think that word, kind of like resilience being shoved on our teens, I think anxiety gets thrown out with everybody being so nervous. And I think sometimes it's okay just to admit we're just nervous or we're just scared to walk over there and sit by ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. I personally have been to a place when your dad was deployed where I sat by myself every Sunday at mm-hmm. this church service for almost a year. You know how sad that is is to walk in. (laughs) It's okay to laugh. I walked in and was my, and I didn't have the nerve to just go up and say, you look like a nice family. I'm going to invade your pew and sit by you today Mm -hmm. because it's hard to do. So I think we all walk around with that case of we're the new kid. We're nervous. We're walking in somewhere new. It doesn't get much easier guys, unless you just start putting yourself out there and making yourself take that first step.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely something I've had to do at Mm -hmm. being an introvert, you know, I don't normally, I would never normally just go up to people and talk, but I've realized, especially even in this move that I've just moved, I have needed to put myself out there because I've realized before I, I've been too shy and you know, people don't always, they're not always going to talk to you. You have to talk to them too. And so you always just got to try to put yourself out there. That's awesome. Yeah. And I I appreciate
2: the fact that you guys You do tend to let your guard down a little bit faster than you get credit for as teenagers. I think you know that we're here for maybe a year, maybe two years, if we're lucky in our case anyway. And so you don't have time to have a big wall. Um, Mm -hmm. You might as well smile and just make the best of it. And it may not be your best friend, your long-term friend, Uh but guess what, guys? People come into our lives even just for a season and that's okay. We we still need each other and that's where that community is so important. So- I'm going to throw out a few more tips for parents, but Mercy, I'm going to let you get out of here because I know that you have things to do. <laughs> thank you again so much for joining us here at Mission Real Spouse of and for course. just being my great kid in general to embarrass you a little bit, <laughs> but you're you. amazing. <laughs> and, um, and I've seen the struggles with you and I've seen that you grew from them. And so I really appreciate you even coming on here and sharing your thoughts. Yeah, so thank yeah, you for thank being here. Thank you
1: for, for letting me on and letting me, you know, voice my opinions and everything. <laughs> do you mind if I stick like your,
2: um, like email On the notes here, just in case any other teens or moms of teens have somebody that would want to reach out and ask for tips and say hi. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you again. And listeners, I'll be right back. I'm just going to walk her to the door. It's always neat to be able to share um, some space with one of my kids. And that was just very cool having Mercy on here. And for those that um, don't know me personally, she is my youngest. It's been a hard few years for her because. Older sister moved out. Older brother is getting older, and she really has been on her own this time to have to fend for herself. And we can only do so much as parents. So, a last, just the few minutes here, I would love to just share a few tips that I had written down to keep an eye on your teenagers, tweens, and teens. um, Ways to just just to be involved, I guess. So, number one would be open communication. I try to always give my kids space to be irritated to be upset when they hear we have to move, to go ahead and be unhappy about it. I give them, you know, 24, 48 hours or a few days to kind of pout about it if that's what's needed. And then I say, okay, that's it. Snap out of it. We're an army family. This is what we do. And I know not everybody has that same outlook, but for us, it's what worked. And one thing we're doing is we're moving and we're moving together as a family and we're going to make the most of it. And it's going to be an adventure. But, you know, I still give them time and space that they need to be like, yeah, I'm not happy about this. I'm afraid about this, or I don't want to. Okay. And I'm truly listening to those things. But now we also have to walk forward and keep moving forward and work through them together. So I hear you, but let's just keep going and see what happens next. And so, but at the same time, my kids know that. Even once we get moved, if they're still struggling, that they can come and sit down and we'll have some coffee or we'll have a drink and we'll, or a snack and, and talk about those things again and say what's working, what's not working. And then we'll brainstorm some more things. So, you know, it, and my kids, and I can say this, they've been homeschooled and they've been in public school and they've been out again. And so even now my daughter has struggled with, is homeschooling getting me enough social time? Am I missing things by being in public school? And so we're giving it a semester or half a year, and we're going to reassess in January and see what needs to happen next. And again, we wouldn't be able to do that if we weren't openly communicating every step of the way. So that's number one. Number two, encourage that involvement. I know, again, it is not easy to get our teens motivated to get out of bed sometimes, let alone get involved in something. But I just keep pushing and trying. And I don't care if it's bingo or bowling or serving in youth maybe like the little kid's room in the nursery at church. Sometimes it's maybe helping somebody else read after school or going to work in the pet's shelter to make a friend. I'm just encouraging them to one, use their gifts and their talents. My son is a musician. He plays chess. He's been able to play with little kids and help them learn how to play chess or play guitar, things like that. And I'm just constantly encouraging them to be involved. Now I'm not pushing, I'm not shoving, But sometimes do I need to drag their hand a little bit and say, that's it. Let's go. I'm dropping you off at the youth center today. Good luck. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the Hunger Games, but sometimes we need to push our kids out of their comfort zones, just like we are getting pushed out of our comfort zones. If they don't do it now while we can still help them, they're not going to learn how to do it when they're older and it's going to be even scarier. So I just believe the more that we can kind of... Push them while we're here to have their backs. I mean, like my kid knows you call me in 30 minutes. I'm there to pick you up if you're not happy, but at least you tried. So involvement, involvement, push them, um, sign them up for a team. Like our rule is, Hey, if you sign up for one thing, you've got to finish it out at least for that semester, you know, or at least that year. And then, then we'll switch. But at least again, it's just making our kids try new things, which is something I wish I'd done even more when I was younger. That was number two. Uh, Number three, I would say stay positive and be patient. Okay. If you're walking around being cranky and I have seen this happen, I've seen a spouse or their family members be so bitter about the move that it really affected the whole family and it affected their whole time at one particular post. And that's just sad. If you're constantly complaining, constantly being critical, your kids are going to pick up on it and they're going to walk around doing the same thing. And it's just creating a really bad habit. If all you're seeing is the negative. So just try to be positive. Find things to do together. Um, just keep being patient, knowing that something is going to change. Because again, we know this life is not permanent. We're going to be moving somewhere else next time. It cannot be the end of the world right now, even if it feels like it. And so if you're not handling it well, then guess what? Your teens aren't going to handle it well either. And that is our job as parents is to help them overcome and to see what they can accomplish and what they can do. Right? Like I, all I want is for my kids to be able to grow up and be more responsible adults and be better than I was. And even at an earlier age. So however I can do that. Um, Number four, research and prepare together. I think you heard a little bit of that when Mercy said, I would pull up YouTube, pull out a map. We'd start looking at family adventures. We'd start looking for vacations. I try to plan something fun for our family, like once a quarter, because one, if I don't put it on the calendar, it may not happen. Um, Homeschooling, moving all of their side projects, the husband's job, you know how that goes. You get in and you're trying to get settled. And then all of a sudden six months goes by and you don't know what happened. So I like to get things on the calendar. Even right now, we're at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. We've been here twice before, and I still haven't seen all the things I said we would see. So we're making a bucket list. We're looking at the state parks because there are so many around here. We're planning a kayak trip. And and again, I'm just trying to show them the like, here's a brochure. Look at this video. Look at this park we can go to and get them excited about it as well. And sometimes that planning is just specifically helping your teens be able to reconnect with an old friend. There's another amazing couple of military spouses out there and well, military member and her spouse that recently we just planned. We drove halfway to meet each other to get our sons together for my son's 18th birthday. Now they hadn't seen each other in person since they were 12 at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, but they quickly became best friends, talked All, I mean, almost every day for all these years, game online and all the things. And so the moms and dads made it happen. And that was just specifically for them to have a few days together to hang out in person. And sometimes that's what it's about. We have to um, just go the extra mile to maybe help our kids stay connected. And I remember my son playing sometimes at all hours because he had friends around the world. And that was okay for a little while. It was great because it was the way that he kept connected with his friends. So sometimes that planning goes in all kinds of different directions. And number five, I would say, don't be afraid to seek support. There is absolutely nothing wrong with getting some help or some guidance, whether that's a counselor, a life coach, just a friend. But sometimes you need either a mediator or you need somebody to step in and help talk to your teen So it's not saying that you're giving up. It's not saying that you're a bad parent. It's not saying that they're a bad teen. It just means somebody needs to help somebody communicate a little bit better or help them express their feelings and or us. I mean, we all know how that feels. And most of all, we all need community and we need someone to talk to. We need a safe space for that. We need to be able to vent. Um, I've heard one friend just say the best therapy she ever had was some of her daily walks with friends. So how can we better foster that with our teens? Well, we also need to model it. So don't be afraid to ask for help or to reach out. All right, everyone, that is enough from me today. So once again, this is your empowerment team, Amy Fisher, and I'm about to sign off, but you can find us on missionmillspouse.org. Send us an email, send us a note on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all the things that we would love to hear from you and let us know how we can better support you. All right, until next time, everyone, I'm signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice to catch episodes that drop every Monday and Thursdays each week. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, or LinkedIn at Mission Mill Spouse. Snag some sweet freebies by signing up for our newsletter, The SITREP. And finally, if you'd like to join us on our mission to serve military spouses, Consider making a tax-deductible donation on our website or email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Mission Millspouse, empowering you to navigate this military life since 2005.